Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the show where we see a movie, get back from the movie, save our opinions, pop the bottle of our opinions for the movie off, and share that sweet, sweet, opinionated champagne with all of you. I'm Robert Anderson, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jack Kolodzewski. And we just saw a movie. We did. And what was that called? Tomb Raider. Ah, not Laura Croft. Sorry, not Lara <laughs> Croft. Tomb Raider. Nope. Just Tomb Raider. Just regular old Tomb Raider. I, you know, I was thinking this at some point in the movie, mm. towards the end. Tomb Raider is a dumb name, and I know it's been around for a long time, yeah. but the name Tomb Raider. What makes it dumb? Why is it dumb? I think it's a fine name. Compared to something like. Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? That's that's a very good name. That's a very good name. But something just about Tomb Raider seems like... I, that's not what she does. She's not just like, I'm well, going to go raid this motherfucking tomb. In this movie, that's not exactly what she does. Kind of. In two, well, she ends up doing that. Anyway, but in Tomb Raiders, I, I digress. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying, here. in Tomb Raider's past, that is a lot of what the movies are about. Sure. I actually have not seen, I don't think, any of the... Uh, Angelina Jolie. That's the one. Any of her movies. All two of them. Which there was only two. I believe there was two, unless they did like a sneaky directed video. One. Probably. But I'm pretty sure it was then. just the two. And yeah. then I only played a little bit of the Tomb Raider game that this one is more based off of. Right. Let's talk about this movie first, and the then I think I, there's a lot of history behind Tomb Raider that we'll probably get to. But yeah, let's talk about sure. this movie first. Tomb Raider. Mm, we saw we, it. Yeah, we saw it. Uh, we weren't super hyped or excited to see well, it. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I was not too hyped to see it. but uh, Jack, I was not too hyped to see no, it. No, yeah, we just, you know, we're doing our jobs. We just gotta see the flicks. Hey, but, uh, it's Thursday night. There's fucking nothing else in the movie theater that we haven't seen yet. So That's true. Um, We'd like to see Black Panther again. but We could have seen Black Panther again. <laughs> but then we couldn't have recorded the podcast. Yeah, we just pretend like we hadn't seen it before. Can you believe you do it how again? good it is? It's so incredible. <laughs> It'd be funny to just record it again and see, listen to them back to back and see how similar or not similar they mm. would be. Hmm. Mm. That's a dumb podcast idea. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of this Tomb Raider? Uh, I thought that it was fine. I thought uh-huh. it was fine. Yeah, like uh, I think that as like an action movie, it's well paced enough. It doesn't really like slow down too much in certain areas, which I think is like good. Um, I don't think the movie does anything particularly interesting. I do think, like, the first, like, act and or quarter of the movie is, like, it's not unbearably boring. It's very bearably boring. Okay. You know? I think we'll probably talk more specifically about each act during the spoiler part. Yeah. But they do spend some time before the island getting to, um, know... Lara. Lara. It's Lara. Lara? Lara. Tonya. It's always been Lara Croft. Uh huh. It's not Laura. Uh huh. It's Lara. I'm sure okay. on this one. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Tonya, I was I was not too sure about. <laughs> you were a little Though hesitant. I spoke confidently, I had no idea, <laughs> clearly. I'm sure of this one. Okay. Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Anyway, mm. they do spend some this is a reboot of, of Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and they do spend some time setting up Lara Croft, which, spoiler, they're trying to franchise this shit. Oh, yeah. Um, so they need to spend some t- time doing that, and I found that to be more interesting, if anything. Really? Yes. Um, but I think we'll get back to that, probably. Yeah. Overall, I think, um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's you not know, offensive. It's... No. Not boring, but not ever really all that thrilling for me either. I think, uh, I, th- I think compared to like to my understanding of the other Tomb Raider movies and the older Tomb Raider games, like you know, it's nice to have like a strong female protagonist who isn't overly sexualized, and also like her male attackers in the film aren't like doing any kind of like violent sexual acts either. And like you know, I think that's like th- the doors open unfortunately the things like that and we don't see that at all in this movie yeah so i think that's kind of the difference here between 
the original Tomb Raider series and the current modern reboot because Tomb Raider, geez, was originally a PlayStation 1 game. Mm-hmm. Came out in... I don't know this for sure, but I want to say like 95. Well, PS1, I thought PS1 was like 96. 95 or 96. It was probably early PS1, I want to say. So I'm going to say it was around 95, mid 90s. An adventure game where you uh, raid some tombs. You do raid some tombs. You just go right in there and you you raid around. And uh, you have two guns and you are a big boob lady. um, And you do some flips and stuff. And like. Yeah. When it came out in 1995, obviously the world was a different place, and especially like the state of video games was a different place. Absolutely. So it was novel that you were playing as a woman, and I guess for the era, she was, you know, as close as you're going to get to a, like a strong female lead protagonist. But she was definitely like male gazeified as. Oh far. yeah, like, in that in that time in that sphere for sure. But yeah, it's she's definitely a product. I mean, like the marketing around it too it was like. She's yeah. got a big boobs and a teeny tiny little shorts. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. And uh, all the gamers are going to love watching her flip around. It was a time where, you know, they, games were mostly marketed towards men. Yes. I think a lot of people didn't think of a lot of women games. Definitely. And uh, so Crystal Dynamics rebooted that game, mm-hmm. rebooted that series back in 20... Now this is going to be 14 or 13? Yeah, um, right. and they did a reboot of that game, and that was ju- also just called Tomb Raider. Was Tomb Raider always owned by Square? I know Crystal Dynamics made the reboots, but uh, I believe it was Crystal Dynamics that did has been doing these. It was an it's IDOS, but even like the older, like the original Tomb Raider games, is that a Square Enix owned no, it's, joint? It's IDOS. Oh, IDOS used to own Tomb Raider. IDOS was bought by Square. I want to say. Okay, I might be getting that wrong. I got you, but. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so na- yeah, now it's owned by by Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not that important. No. The, the important thing is that there the the series, the Tomb Raider series itself, the video game series, has gone through a reboot as well. Yeah. And where the Angelina Jolie series of movies were very much modeled pretty closely off of the old booby Tomb Raider, like the male gazeified one. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the way that those movies were shot was very much like a lot of it was sexualizing Angelina Jolie, um, which, you know, take that as you will. Um, that's what they were going for. That was the thing. Um, I do think those movies are not great, but I think at the time and in the time and the place they were fun. Yeah. Like Um, underworld. They were dumb. Yeah, exactly. They were those like mid two thousands kind of dumb yeah just action action movies action b movies yeah Yeah. um and this movie is very much so with the the new reboot of tomb raider they went the more kind of gritty realistic but also a more more realistic take on on lara they tried to humanize her a lot more than they did in the prior games um they dialed it back to sort of an origin story for Lara. Which this is... So I played the beginning of the rebooted Crystal Dynamics game. This movie seems almost identical. They really, really... It is like the... the More so than a lot of uh, video game to movie adaptations. Like, this is pretty similar beat by beat like to what's going on in mm. those in the that new series of crystal dynamics because i remember the, the ship scene the and ship like scene. all that so if you remember if you see in the trailers like you'll see that like she has to get ship direct onto the island she goes to an island happens, yes yeah. there's some supernatural stuff going on on mm-hmm. the island that she's looking for i don't remember enough about i did play through that that reboot uh, that game I, is really good it is very good yeah. um i don't remember enough about the actual beat by beat of the plot i don't remember if it has to do with your father or if it has to do with I think Japanese s- mythology. I think you're still chasing like your father's research. I think that's still like the inciting incident of the game. Yeah, that's I don't know if right. your dad's like a character in it. But still, it is serving as an, an origin story for a reimagining of Lara Croft that is more, you know, mo- more modern athletic woman. Yeah. Um, not as overly sexualized as prior versions of Lara Croft. They've definitely mm-hmm. dialed that down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think she's still meant to be, you know, 
feminine strong like that the lead you know strong mm-hmm. woman um but uh it this movie takes that and it's just kind of bland like oh, it, yeah. it doesn't do anything original or interesting with any of those ideas. This movie is so vanilla. It's so vanilla. And it doesn't it's take very any inof- risks. It's it so do... very inoffensive yeah. in like every way. And it's just even the game, the reboot of the game, was dealing with a little bit Laura as an origin story, her coming into this dangerous situation, her being very inexperienced. Her becoming the Laura Croft in a sense that you see in the earlier games like she, in a way in, in kind that, of yeah it's like how is she okay with like you know in the game there's combat you're killing people you're killing bad dudes yes in the or in in both well i mean should we say that for like spoilers or yeah maybe we'll get in, into okay. that more in spoilers but from like broad strokes mm-hmm. it is the origin for for laura and yeah I, I it's i think that's my maybe my major complaint about this movie is it just it is so inoffensive and yeah. kind of bland i don't really think any of the action lands i the, the the characters are are okay like lara's okay i think alicia vikander does uh, a serviceable job for what she's given yeah i just don't think there's anything really interesting going on with the writing at all no for her character or the the male supporting lead or mm. wally goggins's character um who is the villain or for Lara's dad who is you know those are basically the four lead characters and i just don't think there's anything interesting i think it's a writing problem more than anything i don't think there's anything interesting going on with any of the dialogue Mm -hmm. any of the twists any of like any of what's going on here it's just it's a very bland take on that kind of blockbuster action like it's a movie that's just trying to be an adaptation of the crystal dynamics game from a few years ago like, yeah. that's all it's trying to do it's like yeah. and the thing is like you know we're in a time right now where video games are already so cinematic mm-hmm. like i think that it's weird to to do this i think it's just really yeah. strange. like who's asking for this the game's already like a movie right and the game has a lot of big set pieces that mm-hmm. are big action adventure set pieces where Lara gets herself into all messes of trouble. Right. And they do so in this movie as well, but you have it as a live action movie that relies very heavily upon CG to make these big set pieces work. It just the CG is so overbearing in in most of the big set pieces that it just is like well, this none of this is really all that threatening because it's it's the CG's kind of bad. And it's kind of distracting, and it's just yeah. N- nothing ever feels tense. There doesn't really feel no, like a thrill. Or she's any... gonna get out of it. Well, you even know, outside of like... you know the suspension of disbelief that you know she'll be okay, but right. they're gonna make more of these movies. But even while you're in it, like it's just kind of a snoozer, and not because yeah. the mo- movie's boring. It's just it's so. It, it, I guess what I'm saying is it, it is a little bit boring. It, yeah. But it's not due to slow pacing or anything like that. No. It's just kind of bland it's paced well for an action movie um you know i think we talked a lot about this last year but i'll kind of bring up the same sentiment in a post john wick era yeah sure you know well i think that like it's hard to do action movies like this anymore and like i think that this movie is definitely better than your resident evils your underworlds and your old school tomb raiders but i do think it still kind of almost falls in that camp like i don't think it's that much more interesting than any of those movies but i think where some of those movies we just have like the gross sexualizations taken out of it which i guess is good, but, but we those movies are all kind of a different example cuz they're super time and a place and that yeah. time and a place is not now anymore but those movies at least have some of that camp that i think gives it a little more flavor like those may be mm. worse movies but those are like firmly b movies and there can be you know, B movies might have more flaws. They might be a little more janky. Yeah. But they have charm that I think this movie this movie is lacking charm. I in guess a big that's way. that's a that's a good point. Um, no, that's totally fair. This movie, I, it's it's just yeah, it's just kind of bland. It's so just, bland. It's, just it's the so best way. That's the best bland. word I can think of. Yeah. To and I, I don't want to keep harping on that word, no. but it's just it. it 
you know, the characters are not quite fun or charming enough. Nope. Like I said, Alicia Vikander, I think she works with what she's given. Yeah. And she's not bad. Like, the character is not bad. It's it's almost there. I just don't think the interactions that she has with the other characters are enough. Like, there are shades of Lara being a real person and being, yeah. you know, sort of witty. And she's she's young and she's got, you know, she's spunky. You know, yeah. they, they, they establish her very early on as someone who is tough and uh, strong-willed doesn't and thick-headed. Yeah. Doesn't take shit from people. Um, and has this sense of humor mm-hmm. um, that I think they kind of abandon pretty much right as the inciting incident kicks off for her. Yeah, well, they introduce us to like Alora, Alara that like thank you that we um, in the beginning of the movie when we are learning more about her and then learning like who she is in this world and how she operates. She is this like witty, charismatic character, right? And that's why I think the beginning, and I, this is, we're no, dancing around one. it because we'll get more into the spoilers, right. but I think that is what makes it, the beginning of the movie more interesting. That's fair. And I do think, the thing is, like, when you get to, like, the actual inciting incident of the movie, when you're on the island, which, uh, you know. That's in the trailers. We know that's going to happen. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, but it, there's no real room for that wittiness because the movie gets so serious because exactly. it's like, and it's like a tonal shift that, like, just doesn't really, you know. It, the it's movie, just not interesting. It, it feels like two different parts of a movie, two right. different Laras. Like, and the tonal shift doesn't work because I, I don't think that sense of danger is really there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you have any more like general thoughts about this no, movie? I feel like we, we could talk about kind of just want to jump into like specifics. Would you recommend seeing this movie? <sighs> I'm not gonna go say run out to theaters, but I mean, if you played those that new reboot and you want to like see what they like just see it on the screen okay sure uh if you're a big lisa vikander fan okay she's definitely in it she sure is in it um no probably i probably wouldn't say like go see this in the theaters yeah maybe catch it when it's inevitably on a streaming service near you sometime probably relatively soon i have no idea how this movie's gonna do box office wise i would imagine it's not gonna burn up the charts i don't but, think so uh, either i think it's you know in a world where video game movies about video games and video game adaptations are like semi-lacking um this movie goes the this movie is not does not fix the formula either it doesn't change the wheel but um it's watchable. It's watchable. It's a very interesting. It's very interesting to see how close to the reboot of the video game. It's, it's very so close, clo- and, it which is, is very, very close. weird. And maybe we'll kind of dissect that. Dissect that more. Yeah. Uh, in a few minutes when we come back. But uh, so yeah, if you're if you're trying to see the movie, like if you're really a huge Tomb Raider fan and you like action flicks, like this is totally a movie for you. It's not bad. It's it's, it's totally bad. like it. It's it's uh. You know, you won't hate it. Uh, no. You might like it a lot. Um, but it, it's it, it, it just didn't quite do it. If you it want for like me. a really good like female lead action movie, go see like Atomic Blonde or some shit because like that actually has some that has some style, some real meat and some on charm, it. and some character you know? to it. Yeah, but we're absolutely. not playing we're not playing the comparison game, even though I just started it. But so we'll be right back with uh, we're gonna talk about spoilers about the movie, maybe dive into more of like the the video game movie than diagrams. If you're interested in that discussion, stay tuned. If you don't want to know who dies. Stay away from the second part of the episode, because I'm going to tell, tell you right after that. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. You were there. Yeah, but don't tell me. I, I can't relive that again. It was Mufasa. No. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today... Fitz will discuss the 2017 Patty Jenkins film, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, never saw it. Know who she is. <laughs> She's married to Superman. Nah. Um, I don't think Superman is married to anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Did, is this the first Wonder Woman movie they made finally in 2017? Like, I know. Yo, Wonder Woman doesn't get no credit. It's always Superman, Superman, Superman. And he's fucking allergic to kryptonite. What's Wonder Woman allergic to? This has been another episode of It's Fits. For more on Wonder Woman from the Story Screen family, check out episode 30 of our podcast. Welcome back to Hot Takes, the show where we, you already know, if you listen to the first half, you know at least, so I'm not going to tell you what the show's about, I am going to tell you who dies in Tomb Raider. Okay, let's hear it. Mufasa, Endor, the, the father figure, dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a very anticlimactic death, it'd be weird if he didn't die, but there you go. Thanks again for listening to Hot All Takes. Alright, see you later. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so, yeah. So, so the, you no, please, please. Yeah. You. So, okay. So, um, so many of the plot points of this movie are directly from that game. What about pawning off her weird like soul gem? Not that one. And actually, that I one's so fucking stupid. Did really like that Nick Frost cameo? That lot. Nick Frost cameo was super. I almost I thought you were gonna have a bigger reaction from it. I almost want to be like Jack. You know who that is, right, Jack? Well, he's in the trailers. Um, so I knew Nick Frost had the cameo in this. I knew that. If I had not known, I might have been more excited. But I think Nick Frost's presence in this is the kind of like charm, and even like his little bit was okay. Yeah. But like not. There's the thing is like once they get to the island, there is no room for jokes, charm, or any of that nonsense. Well, pretty once much they're on the yeah, island, and much then the none. movie just turns into like this and that's weird. So much of the movie that's like an hour of the movie yeah. out of an hour and a half long movie. I um, you know, there was a point in the in the beginning of the movie, the first act, where you're really like introducing Laura and you're and she has the pink can. She gave they give her the furry tail, and it's a weird. You know, yeah, the I, weird so cat and mouse I, game. But I, I, it was kind of cool because those characters were kind of fun. Like, I liked them. Yeah. I, so weird I wanna, bike gang. I, I want to ask you first. Okay, Please. so they start the movie with the, the kind of, like, pretext of um, the mythology of the tomb that they're going to go raid, right? Right. And then they basically cold open for Lara with her in, like, a mixed martial arts boxing match. Yeah. What did you think of that intro to her? Because, like... Think of it in the way that, like, this is the first, very first time they're introducing this new Tomb Raider character that yeah. they ostensibly want to make a franchise out of. Mm-hmm. That's the first time you see her. So what did any? What did, I don't know. Did, did it like, guys, did it like work or like? Yeah, for I don't me know. What not? did you think? Did you think anything of it? I don't know. So I mean, I don't, I don't like the exposition heavy like opening with like all of like introducing what the. The tomb's going to be about and where they're going. Well, I mean, especially when they do a repeat of that when she's on the boat. And they're uh, just the like same thing. The same information. to you again. I'm just like, all right, okay, you fucking done with this? I mean, honestly, after the intro of Black Panther does such a cool, like, visual job of explaining the history of Wakanda. And it does in, like, what, like, less than five minutes? And it teaches oh, it's you, quick. like, exactly how this fucking, like, entire, like, weird civilization works. It's super quick. It, this yeah. just feels like a clunkier version of something like that. Yeah, but even, like, by the time you get to the end of the movie, and we'll get there, but, like, I still, like, am kind of confused as to the mechanics of, like, what's actually happening. Besides that, and just, like, the, the kind of, like, boxing, mixed martial arts scene. Yeah, like, the first time you see Lara Croft is she's she's in a, a boxing match. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean... I'm just not really sure why they chose that moment to sh- I would have much rather in these earlier parts of the movie see her exude her intellect and her knowledge of like mm-hmm. what she's going to be doing in the movie her as a tomb raider because mm-hmm. like I like the idea of more of that she becomes this killer and or like having to use her training to fight back people happens on the island mm-hmm. i guess you can't have her doing the weird leg flips and cool kicks and stuff if you don't introduce that she has some kind of like previous training martial arts background yeah but like it's still like i, I think those scenes i think that scene is really fun but like i have a problem with like all those earlier scenes because yes the char- the charisma is there the fun's there but like is even, it though i mean okay <laughs> just i'm being nice but like even the cat that's and what Mil- they're going for i think i think it's weird 
like even in the in the cat and mouse chain like the fox game with the with the ink can and shit i'm like why isn't she chasing the thing she like has like all this architectural knowledge and i feel like being a tomb reader means that you're like solving things and finding stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm like how come she's the one being chased like what is what does that entire bike scene mean thematically to the character yeah so so going back to the comparison of the video game the idea that they're establishing there with her character is that she is um spunky and she is um brave and she doesn't give up easily right and they're showing that in that first in that first scene but she's also out to the last possible but she's also inexperienced so she loses she gets beat up Mm -hmm. right um and then they're going on to show you that she's gonna do this whole bike thing a i think because it's visually interesting i guess that chasing and it reminds me of the power rangers movie when they're doing like the weird skateboard skydive yeah it it shows you that she's athletic and that she is smart is thinks creatively yeah i guess she's witty in that way um but she's also headstrong in the way that she has access to this fortune the the croft fortune but she is choosing to do this like really outrageous illegal stunt to get 600 quid right Um, because she refuses to admit that her father's dead right which they're also establishing the beginning is that her father who ostensibly meant a lot to her of course right um missing for seven years exactly she's not willing to sign the the paper and accept accept her inheritance because she's not willing to give up that he's dead um which it turns out he's not. She goes on a royal, uh, merry quest to not royal quest, merry quest to she's rescue kinda, she's him. She's kind of royal. I don't know. Kind she's of, like, I guess. She's like an heir to a very rich family. I guess. Um, she goes on a tomb raiding quest to go find her father, who has disappeared off to this island where he thinks he's going to find the tomb of uh, Hing. The, the tomb uh, of the Death H- Queen, whose name starts with an H. Hidalgo. Nope. That's a movie about the horse. Um, Hitomi. That sounds more like it. Shit. What was it called? Doesn't matter. I guess not. Basically, I mean, what they set it up as is that there was this ancient evil. Right. It's like Pandora's, Pandora's box, basically. Essentially. I mean, it was like this like being who like spread death everywhere, so uh-huh. they contained it so right. it wouldn't spread the death. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, before we go back to that, because eventually yeah. we'll get there probably, but I, mm-hmm. just talking about the way that they're establishing Lara Croft in that she is young, inexperienced, but has like some courage, some charisma kind of yeah. thing. Like I, I think, you know, in the way that she interacts with people, she is witty and she there is some humor there. Um, but like like we were saying, they kind of lose all that. As soon as she, it all goes not away. not before she gets on the but once once she heads off to the island basically yeah pretty with, much like um, once she's it, once the ship gets shipwrecked shipwrecked it's uh-huh. it's all serious from there yeah basically and I, I think there are like little rays of more interesting character dynamics at play there mm-hmm. um, I think there's like shades of chemistry between her and Lou Ren. Whether it's romantic or not, and I'm glad that it doesn't like become romantic, but they're at least. I actually like... got the vibe that she was like, uh, she's more of a queer character. Okay, I think that's a stretch because I don't think they really give you much in there besides her no. athleticism. But I just like I don't know why I got that vibe. Maybe I have some like weird like character gaydar that doesn't make sense. But like I just kind of like. You just apply queer theory to everything. I mean, yes. <laughs> that's not, that's that's fair. Um, I don't think it's a bad way to look at things. <laughs> I think it might be a, a bit of a It's a stretch, stretch given the evidence in the film. But sure. the the problem is is not that that's stretching. It's that you're stretching because it's not giving you a ton else to yeah. deal with or think about. Like it's very – most of it is very surface level. Like, you mm. know, she's driven by this desire to go rescue her dad and she's inexperienced – but courageous so she's gonna go for it and then along the way she's gonna kind of grow up a little bit right. and become what she is and that's what they were going for in that game as well um and 
they a big moment of that game is her first kill right right so the the you spend the good a good chunk of the early parts of that game not murdering anyone you're in no combat kind of um, you're, you're like running away a lot there's too. more like jumping and you know some puzzles and stuff or like, like animals that, you, may, you might be fighting i don't even remember that i think you much. do a fair amount of like hunting in the game right do you do that i really only play there's the more hunting chunk. in the second one okay i remember um, playing the beginning chunk and i think i did play up until first kill and i remember that being like you know she in the game she's like and they they kind of capture like i think the essence of that in the movie but I remember in the game, I did have a huge impact from it. Like, when she has to kill, like, the first dude in the woods in order to survive, like, uh-huh. she's, like, weeping, she's dirty, it's, right. it's, it's really heart-wrenching, and in the movie, you know, they're, they're trying to do the exact same thing thematically, but, like, it's, so it's just not as down. good, it's and just that, not as good. That's the other thing about the game, is the game is a mature-rated game. Is this PG-13? And this is a PG-13 movie. Really? Um, so it, to, for better or for worse, the game really abuses Lara a lot. That game kicks the <clears throat> shit out of her, well, her like, especially as a, as a video game, just by her, its nature. Um, like if you die in the game, isn't it like pretty fucking gruesome? They're, they're, and that's what I was getting at yeah. is by the nature of a video game, you can fail and you can mm. die. And when you do, Laura gets fucking mutilated. There's yeah. a pretty funny Conan O'Brien skit, one of his earlier... Uh, well, clueless like gamer yeah, skits. Yeah, yeah, I like those. those are and uh, Laura falls into like a river and is like flowing down the river, and you've got to avoid like spikes, I guess, that are in the river. I don't really That's know. That's kind why of like spikes, in the movie, which too. is kind yeah. of like in the movie. That beat <clears throat> is in the movie, but like if you fuck up, she gets impaled like through the bottom of her chin, and it like comes Closing. out the top of her head, and she's like holding the dying the, yeah. the spike that's in her chin and like dying Jeez. and conan's just like what the fuck <laughs> is this <laughs> and uh and yeah that was kind of crazy in the game and and that moment in the game where you are assaulted by you know it, it's also a parallel in the movie in the game that there are mm. um a contingent contingency of I don't know, paramilitary guys who are also looking for the same thing she is. Right. And she gets captured by them. Her friends get captured by them. Her friends get killed, mm-hmm. um, which also, I think, adds a sense of... I think it's so weird that she doesn't have a posse of people in this game. Yeah. Because you think the bike bros... In the movie. Be, uh, yeah, in... Fucking sorry. In the movie. You think the bike bros would be, like, part of her crew or something? Uh, the bike bros the bike are, like, bros. so one-dimensional that it doesn't really But I matter. think that giving her a crew to get killed off... Would have added some tension, a, a, a tension, a, a, danger. a layer, teach something about the character, teach something about why they're disposable. Right. Like, because the only other character really that she has on her side is Lou Ren, when the, who takes her to the island. They're both kind of like you know sins of the father. You know they knew they they both ostensibly think that both their parents were killed on the island. Yes, going so they're to kind of like you know because his his father was the one that took her father to the island mm-hmm. so now he is going to take her to the island and they're both going to find out what happened right um but he's like the only one that she's got so there's like no stakes there because the movie's not willing to kill him either also when he has like his weird like arm uh brace and he's still like shooting a gun like the whole time so that's uh, that's the other thing yeah. is so the movie gives you this scene where she's alone with one of the goons, the military goons, who's, you know, attacking her. And she's in a life or death situation. Yeah. So she needs to overcome him and she kills him yeah. to protect herself. And that's the moment that you're supposed to get this, like, that's the sort of supposed to be the transformative moment. Now she's moment. ready to murder. Yeah. The transformative moment where she realizes like this is a life or death situation and like that first time she kills someone is like a big deal that yeah. should have some weight and some emotional impact. And in the game they they do try to convey that as well. And in the game like that is a moment. I think they spend a little more time on that. They dwell on that I've a little more. I've heard, though, I remember hearing criticisms in the game, though, that she but gets to... within 20 minutes... She's murder town. You're just mowing down swaths of guys. And the movie does the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, within 30 minutes, less time, probably 15 minutes, she's got a bow and arrow, which is also a big thing in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, sneaking into this camp, like, stealth mission, uh, you know, sneaking mission, goes in with a bow and just is, like... Bow, bow and arrowing guys to death like left and yeah. right and doesn't 
care at all about that. I can suspend my disbelief for most things in the movie and a video game. But when she's sneaking to that compound, I'm just like, yeah, no one fucking sees her. No one sees her and no one can hit her with her assault rifles. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. She's sprinting towards guys like Katniss style and bowing them. Why don't you just make it a little bit more stealthy for a little bit longer? Make her take out more dudes, thin out the camp a little bit. I I don't know. The interesting thing is that they were going for some of the same ideas that the game did. They've got like beat for beat, like the same plot ideas that happens yeah. in the game, but it takes out all sense of danger, all sense of like. I mean, the, it's, the, it is much more popcorny and yeah, and safe. And I mean, in, in a video game and in a video game like the the Tomb Raider reboot, the sense of tension comes from like you don't want to fail as a character because like as as you're controlling this person on the screen the tension and the fear becomes from like you failing having to restart having to do all these things these things over sure. again and obviously you can't convey that in a movie no she has to she has to just beeline it through the entire time but that's where we go back to her friends her like mm-hmm. do you have more people in the game that you care about and they are in danger and they yeah. are getting killed so like even in that regards it does a better job establishing tension even outside of like the mechanics of Failing. Game over, fail yeah, states, exactly. right? Um, yeah, I just—it's interesting that the movie has the same exact problems that this game that came out four years ago, and everyone addressed those yeah, problems. That game is pretty that game head is, on. is heralded as like a very good, it's very video good game, yeah. but it had criticisms, and but that was one of the main points oh, of criticism yeah. was that like they they make a big deal out of her first kill. the idea of mm-hmm. Laura. Lara like growing and becoming what she is as like a tomb raider whatever that means and going through that transformation through that first kill yeah they also like you said you mentioned before like there is no sexual violence there in this one mm-hmm. and that was part of the game. that scene in the game was like she was being assaulted and there was like sexual violence going on or yeah. you know the early the, stages of it right the language um, was alluding to it exactly yeah. and that i you know that's also take it or leave it you know there's definitely criticism there of like yeah. utilizing sexual violence as a mechanism just to make you feel to that make was, you squirm. i was kind of about to like go on that point and like a lot of like i think strong female protagonists of yesteryear um a lot of the times it's like they become tough and cold-blooded because they underwent some kind of like yes sexual violence and like you know that has since been people don't like that yeah. I don't like that. We don't like that. That's yes. not that's not a transformation that I need in like every single like female character, yes. you know. Um <clears throat> but it's it is if nothing else another measure of just how this movie is just it's it went the safe route in every yeah. possible way and I think it feels like someone who just took the cliff notes or the outlines from that video game yeah. and filmed it rather than trying to break down some of the themes that are introduced there, some of the things that make it strong, some of the ideas of, like, Lara, you know... And the shades of that are there as well when you talk about, like, the intellectual side where she's going through her father's notes. Like, there are some um, montage scenes of her just, like, listening to her father's notes when she's on the boat and, like, putting things Mm. together and, like... But it's so just kind of breezed over. It sucks. They don't don't spend, like, any time, like... What you just said, making her seem... We know that... We understand that she's an intellectual in the movie. Right. But, like, we don't have enough time with smart Laura, educated Laura, mm-hmm. almost went to all these, like, amazing colleges Laura. Instead, mm-hmm. we get, like, tough, yeah, mean girl Laura who... Who can solve a puzzle box. Who, who can solve a puzzle box. And she's also, like, not really that competent in those ways either. I want to see how she is competent. I want to see... Yeah, I don't know. I if mean, she, be, she maybe becomes more competent in those ways later in the film. But. I just think it's weak writing. That yeah. It's not necessarily that they're not paying a, a, spending enough time on all this stuff because I think brevity is also important to a movie like this. But yeah. the movie is just so devoid of either charm or tension that... And I think that's a writing problem that it just... I don't know. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, you know... <laughs> it's again it's fine it's watchable but there's yeah. just you know it's not so offensively bad or like i need i feel the need to like just like shit on the whole time it doesn't feel like but anyone actually cared about making this a movie no. more than just making a blockbuster mm-hmm. and using the the template that they already had from 
that already established video games. Slap to make the, the name awesome. Tomb Raider on it. You know, you're going to get a certain amount of the people who bought the game yeah. in those seats, and that's why you make video game movies because you're trying to buy into like that. It's and it's like that money. You know? <laughs> it's it's almost like what Ready Player One is doing. It's like oh, Tomb Raider. Remember the boat? And remember how the boat crashed? Oh, and remember that um the bow? Remember the bow? She had a bow. And remember um how she killed that one dude and she was sad for like thirty seconds. Did mm-hmm. that happen also? Oh, remember <laughs> the pickaxe? She's got one of those as well. We got one of those things. I feel like at least with Ready Player One, it's like it seems to be self aware with taking all of these like. I don't want to talk about Ready Player One. You brought at it all. up, motherfucker. But I'm just saying. <laughs> This movie is just referencing the game without actually breaking down any of the context of the game. And sure. I think what it does spend more time on, being the relationship with her and her dad, like, is fine. But it's just, it's all very surface level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But we're probably paying more mind to this right now than anyone ever intended. Like, it's just a blockbuster. They put it out there. You're trying to see a good action movie in March. Like, go fucking see Tomb Raider. But I just, mm, you know. Just go see Black Panther again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Black Panther fucking rocks. Yeah, it does rock. It's weird. Uh, you know. We're kind of in a drought right now. There's I, not a lot of cool stuff. I'm kind of done talking about Tomb Raider. But I kind of do want to talk about. How do you feel about 2018 in movies compared to 2017 in movies? So we've far, been doing, not so good. So we've been doing uh, Story Screen podcast for a little over a year now. We started in January of 2017 last year. We're now about to do our 100th episode. We're like on the verge of recording that. Um, or maybe this will come out after. I don't know. But so we're about 100 episodes deep. I think that for starting a movie podcast and starting really like the engines of the website started going and Burge started tapping us to have different roles for the website, like doing the podcast, doing the writing, having more articles, having reviews, kind of recruiting people to be a part of those roles. You know, I think 2017 just was one of the best years to start doing things like that. There were a lot of very good movies Amazing movies, just even in the beginning. By this time last year, like what did we have out? We had... Get Out. Get Out, John Wick 2, Logan... I think Beauty and the Beast came out this month. Beauty and the Beast is fuck, like, fucking yeah. good. Beauty like, that's a good movie. Um, Those are the big ones that stick out to me. There might have been more, but... Triple X. <laughs> well, it's Triple X. Um, yeah, at this, it's kind of a slower start this year. Black Panther seems to be... That's, like, the one that's really, like, making waves. And, like, I liked Annihilation also. Annihilation is cool. Um, Annihilation was cool. More so, January was for me. It was more catching up on some of the like late December Oscar-y kind of stuff that yeah. didn't really come out. Like Itanya, I saw. We saw. We saw Itanya. Um, I, I I watched I Am Dahmer, which came out last year. My friend Dahmer. My friend Dahmer. I, I watched that as well. That yeah, um, uh, that was cool. But again, technically 2017. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's been a slow start this year. It might be a building year. We might be, we'll you know, see. <laughs> we'll see where uh, we end up. Not every year can be super strong for movies. I don't know. Yeah, this so far, like, uh, it feels like we're having a harder time finding stuff to go out watch. Talk I about. had a I had a moment of anxiety where I was thinking about what's the next movie I really want to see. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of, I can like, tell you. You don't know. Open it up. Open up Pandora's. You Lens. know that we're gonna see. What's the next movie you are excited to see, Robbie? Uh, Robert, that, that I'm excited to see. Well, I'm trying to say, like, is it a big blockbuster, like fucking wild? Is it Han Solo's? Is uh, it the it's Infinity a movie, Wars? It's a movie that I'm very, very excited to see. That I'm alarmed that you're not you're thinking of right now. You're excited to see also. I'm excited to see the movie. You're gonna kick yourself when I tell, tell you this movie that you're me. not thinking just of. Just tell me. Come on. Uh, Isle of Dogs, Robert. Oh shit! I am Robert. excited for Isle of Dogs. Is that in March or is that in April? Yeah, that's in March, my dude. Mm-hmm. My dog. My dog. My D A W G. Is that last week in March? Though? I believe so. Yeah, that's too far away. It's not close. It's not, not close, close enough. I need it now. I, I need it now. Yeah. I am excited for Isle of Dogs. All right, yes. that actually makes me feel a little better. I had it. Okay, so let me explain this anxiety to you. I get you, it. Go ahead. I was just afraid that, like, is the next movie I really want to see Infinity War or Han Solo or these just, like, fucking movies that... I, I don't want to talk trash about them because, like, hey, listen, Black Panther is, like, so far my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Not, not a huge race, but, you know, like... Uh, I'm is just, just going to be get Star Wars and, and Marvel all the way I don't, down I don't here, want that. What? I don't want that. And, like, you know, now that we're getting a little... We're, we have our feet wet, we're a little more experienced, especially, like... 
when we get to the end of the years and we do our top 10 lists, like, just part of me is just like, what is even going to be on this thing? Well, like, see, I think there are the big ones peppered in there, but I also think probably a lot of interesting stuff like uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade looks fucking cool. Um, a lot of stuff that's going to. Oh, who's the other one? Sorry to bother you. Is that what yeah, it's called? That movie you. looks so good. I think a lot of stuff is going to pop up. Yeah. That we're not necessarily. I'm very excited for Hereditary, the A24 horror movie that's coming out this year. Um, there's also Unsane, which is the um, the horror movie shot entirely on a iPhone. That's by oh, you uh, what's about his that. name? Oh no, lucky on the director name. Um, but it's yeah, that one looks neat, and I think that one's pretty soon. That one could, on the horizon a little bit. That one could be okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's gonna be the smaller stuff that we are not as cognizant of that's gonna kind of pop up. Yeah, and catch your eye. I'm sure. I guess it's uh, a bummer that we might not get like our, you know, our baby driver, our like some of these kind of like directors that can kind of fluctuate between like the small and big like edgar wright can do like intimate story big budget like you know kind of like blow up these stories uh and i guess we just don't have like a ton of directors that can do that all the time you know what i mean or yearly annually we do but most of them put out their movie last year so yeah that's that's the thing um you know i watched super water again last night you what? Watch what? Sheep Water again last night. Oh yeah, how was it? Uh, so, still, still beautiful. Still happy that it won a uh, Best Picture. Good. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is doing. Oh uh, okay, cool. Yes. Um, so that's probably pretty cool. I like I like those movies that experiment with like let's try and shoot this in a weird weird way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. I, like I mean, the way that fucking cameras look like on iPhones now, you can get away with it. But you uh, can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not willing to write off 2018 yet. It's still no, too I'm not early, trying to but... say that either. I just kind of want to, to dive into that that anxiety I kind of had about it during the movie today, where I was just like, "This isn't Logan." No, sure. You know what I mean? Logan. Like, this isn't Logan at all. And like, it's not. I'm not saying that I need a Tomb Raider movie to be Logan. And like, we've talked about it too, where this this year isn't 2017, so we just have to. We can't just pick the good movies that we hear are really good. We have to go see, like, some movies and really formulate some opinions ourselves. And, like... Here we are. Here we are. I actually have heard more positive buzz than I think we feel about Tomb Raider. Yeah, we'll see what happens when people actually start seeing it. Yeah. Um, it's a movie that's really just fine. Um, Jack, do you have any... Even even not Tomb Raider related, but anything uh, else you want to just, like, feel out? I feel like we, we swerved on Tomb Raider pretty hard at the end there. We just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. We don't have any more closing thoughts on Tomb Raider. I guess I not. I'm just going to wind up repeating myself. But... I thought when they were in the tomb, it was it was, it was okay. It was okay. Some of the in that the was tomb stuff some, was cool. I was very much expecting those guys' face to melt off. Um, I mean, the, the, Raider style, all, which is basically for all what intents happened. and purposes, it did. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it, it pretty much did happen. I don't know. It just feels like a low rent Indiana Jones, which I guess is like kind of what Tomb Raider is. Tomb Raider is is sort of based on that, and then you have like even with stuff like Uncharted coming along and like taking, make an Uncharted movie taking well. what Tomb Raider did. And like, you know, turning that on its head a little bit. And then kind of Tomb Raider, the reboot video game, looking back at Uncharted and saying, okay, how can we reapply some of the things that pushed that forward? Yeah. And then and then take it and, and put it back, give it back to Lara Croft. If they do make an Uncharted movie, they're going to have to try harder than this. Oh, yeah. Because while I think... Well, I think Neil Druckmann is involved in it to a certain okay. extent, which I, well, is good. While I will say that I think the reboot games are not super strong even for the story for yeah. t- for tomb raider they're trying but i think uncharted actually does do a very good job of delivering narrative like not always the best i think four really did a good job of like delivering like a story with characters that are likable and interesting and like, well, i think dynamic. Un- i think uncharted really does feel like if you were to make the best indiana jones video game 
Uncharted is that. That's Uncharted is that 100%. Because yeah. when you do do the puzzles in Uncharted, it does feel like you're you're solving something. Even the, the really frustrating ones and like some of the reasons I stopped playing Uncharted 3. Um, some of those puzzles. Yeah, they just drove me insane. But like that that's part of the thing. And like you have a notepad that you have to flip through and like compare images uh-huh. and like... And they were sort of getting at that with this Tomb Raider a little bit. A little bit. I mean like... Towards the end when I, they're actually in the tomb. I think the thing with like when you're when you're not an Indiana Jones and you are doing these like tomb and or action oriented archaeological video games um i think like i think those narratives just work really well in video games because they're so puzzle solvy inherently and then when you have it in the movie the tension or the confusion or the agency behind solving a puzzle just cannot be there because you're not doing it. I mean, there was the puzzle with the the light and like the floors. Yeah, and that was out. super fucking com- lame. Combine the two. <laughs> green. It's, it's the green. color of life. You combine. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm so they're definitely going to make a sequel. Uh, they establish, or they're going to try to, or if they make enough money, they will. Yeah. But I think this movie will make enough money to justify a sequel. The the director that they gave it to is a pretty, as far as like American audiences are concerned, and I think as far as like um, successful movies are concerned, like the director is more or less an unknown. He's a uh, Norwegian, Norwegian yeah. director. This seems you tried to, be to his, pronounce his name before. Uh, is that Roar... is our that is our strong suit. So, Rar Utag, I would say. I think that's what I think too that is the best i can give you this seems to be his like blockbuster like u.s movie shot at making a flick i guess but i would if in more capable hands i think this could have been more capable hands writing and directing wise i think this could have been i think i think all video game movies benefit from not taking themselves too seriously when you have a movie that takes itself so seriously it's like i there's this this the plot's too thin to be that serious yeah you know, so you have to kind of add these layers of like either self awareness, comedy, like well, I mean, you have to add some onion to it. What <laughs> makes Indiana Jones work is that those characters are charismatic as fuck, and there's like there's humor, and there's they're conflict, yes. there's conflict between them. There is some drama. There, there is drama, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying you need to like have romantic tension or anything like that, but you can have character drama and motivations without like a romance as well you know like, yeah and this is this has no romance but it's also lacking any real sort of drama except for the drama between her and her father which i think is also kind of paper thin you know yeah. like mo dad you claim to love me but you just kept leaving because you were had this obsession with the tomb yeah and that's that's it, it like they been, don't explore that anymore more, really either it would have been more interesting if like the tomb gave the father some kind of answer to being with his wife again, and he becomes kind of like no, the bad I, guy. Even, I don't know, you know if I would say that, but I I, yeah. I do think actually it was interesting that you know the father's pursuit is to discover that the supernatural is real or there is some truth to the supernatural, and what they find when they open the tomb is that the this uh, lady of death. Really was a carrier was a carrier yeah. for a, a deadly disease, mm-hmm. and when they open her tomb, it, the disease is like this sort of plague that instantly kind of ne- necro. So uh, does it, is it because you touch her you get all dead? I guess so. It, I think it was contact, was physical confu- contact. It was, that was confusing. To they me. didn't make it super clear that like yeah. the guy that that got killed first like actually Literally touched her touched skin her. on skin. That's yeah. also not really how. Well, I I guess. It could be some sort of flesh-eating bacteria that could survive. Would it not be like, airborne, a, though? Like, wouldn't her, like, once her skin... Well, like... bacteria varies, whether it's, like, contact-related or okay. airborne. Um, but if it's airborne, they that's really fucked. fucking yeah. bad that they blew it up with dynamite. I can tell you that, that much. That's just going to go everywhere. Um, yeah. Because obviously it's fairly hardy if it survived in that tomb for a long time, and now you've just like vaporized it into the air. I don't know. Fuck well, it. I think I think it, it doesn't. Ma- it does. It fucking doesn't matter. Well, you're gonna make her her skin like get all like get all zombie-y, and I'm thinking like the dead skins. You know, it doesn't matter. I have a lot of questions. They don't care, so they, we should not care either. I guess so. Does the top spin at the end of the movie, or does it fall down? Who cares? Hmm. Chris Nolan doesn't care. He does not know. He cares that we care. He doesn't care about people at all. No. 
He cares uh, about conflict in cinema. Uh, yeah, I don't. You're right. I'm kind of done talking about Tomb Raider as well. Yeah, I'm um, probably done thinking about Tomb Raider forever. Although I do want to go back. They did just. I kind of want to play. Ironically, they, they, they announced. Just, it's not ironically. This on purpose. They announced Shadow of the Tomb Raider today. Well, the third movie in the franchise. Quote unquote announced. It got this leaked the, like two years. This ago. is the leakiest damn ship I ever done seen. Yeah. Uh, the well, Tomb first, Raider's always been a leaky damn ship. Yeah, but this one because Rise got leaked out like instantly this like, one like i want to say not long after the release i think of the it was last one. i think it was two weeks i think it might have been less than two some weeks. dude yeah. was on the subway with his laptop open looking at like the next laura laura crowd yeah laura he's like Croft. he's like opening the powerpoint for like shadows of the tomb raider yeah so like yeah. the name wasn't was like leaked out to you anyway uh they also leaked out like the trailer and it looks like another one of those. But apparently the second one was good. I haven't played the second one yet. But I, I do have one. it. The first one... Do you have it on PC or PS4? PC. Fuck. Um, I also don't buy physical copies of anything anyway. So I... You know. Yeah, you're a member of the cloud now. Yes, I am the cloud. Um, yeah, the first... Euthanize Raider... me and maybe put my brain on the cloud. Something. I'm sure you'd be Did you hear about it. that? No, is that a thing it's you can do? It's a total uh, non-sequitur. But uh, there is a startup scary. company... That their pitch, their Silicon Valley company startup, that their pitch is that they have discovered basically a new, very good way to preserve your brain mm-hmm. very quickly. And the idea is that they'll take your brain and then put it to the cloud, though they don't have a method yet to transfer your brain to the cloud. They really only have a method to preserve the brain. What do you think it's going to be like to be in the cloud with everyone's pictures and like weird deleted nudes? Not good. Because someone's, right? someone's going to own that space, so not good. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> they're they're pitching this idea of uploading your brain to the cloud, but it's 100% fatal. Like, you have to... They're going to kill you. So Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll upload you to the cloud, but um, we need to kill you first. And also, we technically haven't figured out how to actually put you on the cloud yet. So we're just going to take out your brain and preserve it super good. But that's the pitch. So then eventually... I digress. That is a digression. It's a very, <laughs> very dumb. You've derailed me 100%. I have derailed you. Uh, I have not played... I played the first like part of the original Tomb Raider reboot. It goes on too long. But it is interesting. Yeah. And mechanically, it's she, cool. Mechanically, it's kind of like she Metroidvania feels, She feels a little like, wiggly too much. Like, she's a little, she's yeah. a little wiggly in that game. But I, I hear Rise is really good, so I want to check that out. I think Rise is kind of a refinement on that yeah. formula. And if I can find it, Rise for cheap, I probably will play that. Bringing it back to this discussion mm-hmm. with what they're hinting at with the sequel for this movie, with them doing the homage to the two guns, going back to like classic <laughs> yeah, Lara. Yeah. Um, if they can just inject a little more, maybe some more of the camp that the Angelina Jolie movies had some of the charm. How the camp and the charm? You don't need personality. the gross sexualization. Yeah, yeah find a sure. balance between like some campiness, some self awareness, some fun, yeah. some humor. I think that's fair. And you know, a more modern take on this mm-hmm. kind of thing, and maybe give it to more capable writers and directors and see how they do. Yeah, and please less CGI. I know you have to, but like, it was pretty bad. There's a lot of things that movie. It's like you really don't have to. I don't know. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to. Did they have to make a Tomb Raider movie? No. 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 They did not. You don't have to make any movie. But they really. did. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Right. Uh. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. A story screen beacon presents hot takes. Uh. You can find all of our podcasts on storyscreenbeacon.com. You can find it in the cloud. SoundCloud. Yes, the SoundCloud. Where your life will be uploaded to eventually. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You don't want to be uploaded to the SoundCloud. There's a lot of like bad nah, rap Nah, but there. there's there's like some good rap too. Yeah. All of the new Habez or new Jabez music is on SoundCloud. Okay. So you just chill on that for a while. Um, buy a fucking t-shirt on storyscreenvegan.com. Mm-hmm. Read, some, read some really good articles and reviews. That's all there on the site. Check out our Instagrams, our tweets, our Fossa books. There are more tweets now. 
There are more tweets. Jack really went insane on the Oscars and just. I mean, well, the Oscars are boring. Of, I had yeah, to keep myself well, you entertained. You also had somehow. like some really A plus content on there, so if you want to see some good Jack jokes. Uh, not all of his A plus. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> some, you know, I swung a lot. Some were hits, some were not. There is. I mean, the ones I saw are pretty good. Maybe I'm just nice. I don't know. You're too nice to me. That's the problem. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be at you soon with some more hot takes and other episodes of Story Screen Presents. So we'll we'll see you. We'll talk to you soon. Signing Goodbye. off. Goodbye. Signing off. Keep it see locked. See you later. I am the Robbie. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, in my shit. About to, about to do the like this. And it ain't no hollaback girl. Ain't no hollaback girl. Two times I got pistols like this. I'm the tomb raider in a tomb like this. And there ain't no hollaback girl. There ain't no hollaback girl. Click, click. Ba, 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 ba. I'm Laura Croft shooting motherfuckers in the tomb. In a, it, yeah. Wow. Oh, was this thing on? Oh my god. So embarrassing. Alicia Vikander.